Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I have a fantastic guest that I am so excited. This has long been in the works to bring him on, and this is this is going to be a really good one. I can tell you that for a fact. Before we get to that, one quick quick personal note, if you'll indulge me for a second. Um, we are recording this on um, Monday, July 13th. Uh, the episode is being released on Thursday, so you're probably listening to this a couple days later. But today is actually my wife's birthday, and I wanted to give her a nice. shout out and tell her happy birthday because without her love and support, oh, no none way. of this, this podcast, my website, anything is possible at all. She is my absolute rock. Sarah, you are amazing. Happy birthday. And oh, can I say happy birthday, Sarah? Too? Yes, absolutely. Nice. All right. Happy birthday, Sarah. Happy birthday, Sarah. That's awesome. Okay, enough with all the sappy stuff. Let's get to my guest. You just heard his voice. That was Piero Cotrina. He is the chef and co-owner at WD Cravings, which is a, a new um, patisserie and restaurant in Northwest Omaha. Piero, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited um, because I'm a huge fan of your food. And I'm just a huge fan of you personally. You're just a good dude. <laughs> um, and I want to introduce your restaurant just kind of by by telling a personal story, if you'll allow me. So I first became aware of WD Cravings because my wife and I, uh, probably a month and a half, two months ago, we, we just had one of those sweet cravings where it was like, okay, we need cake. Where can we get cake? And so we like Googled it and we realized, oh, there's this new place, WD Cravings. What is that? It's only like 10 minutes from our house. Let's try that. We got two cakes and both just sat there like in silence, just so happy. I don't know if we said any words until we were done. And so went home that night like started following you guys on Instagram and all of a sudden I'm seeing you guys do breakfast sandwiches. So I go back, got us breakfast sandwiches the next day, fried chicken breakfast sandwich and a meatball breakfast sandwich. Obviously they were amazing, blew us away. And then we got on social media again and saw you guys were doing pasta and we came back and got pasta. So we went like three times within like a six day span and immediately it was just like, yeah, this place is close to us. It's fantastic. We can get dessert, breakfast, or dinner. This is amazing. So that that's my long-winded way of just introducing just what WD Cravings is. But I want to open it up to you. How would you describe your restaurant? Uh, well, I mean, the first thing I want to say is that I do remember seeing you for three times. Like, <laughs> you probably thought I was like days. a stalker. I was like, man, what is this guy doing? Is, is he going to open a restaurant? Is he trying to do some intelligence work? No, but um, I mean, how do I describe it? Um, I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's just a place where you can find good eats. I mean, you know, breakfast, um, you know, little sandwiches. Mm -hmm. You can find pasta. Um, you can find dessert as well, uh, as well as coffee and smoothies. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, we just want to make it a, a, a nice little stop for everybody to try a little bit of what we have to offer. Mm -hmm. you know? Now, you guys are self-described as an American patisserie. Mm -hmm. And a patisserie is a Italian, French, or Belgian bakery that specializes in pastries and sweets. And you guys absolutely do that. You have awesome desserts. I think just like the concept of a patisserie might be a little bit foreign to Omaha. There are a couple here, but it's not something that I think is widely known. Can you kind of explain exactly what you're trying to bring to the table 
by offering a patisserie? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the concept came uh, before the uh, COVID-19 happened and we were trying to do, you know, more like uh, croissants and, you know, sweet breads uh, like that, you know, flaky breads and uh, also desserts as well. Um, but then all this happened and we had to switch our way of um, how do we approach to people now. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, um Definitely, we still want to go down that route of having a, um, you know, flaky pastries and desserts. But basically, normally, that's why you go to, fr- whenever you go to France, you know, you ner- normally in a patisserie, you will find flaky pastries, uh, desserts like that. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a good combination of, you know, those two things. Um, that's basically what a patisserie is. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to offer a little more. Um, just because we have so much, you know, background and so much to cook that we want to, you know, we just want to cook. So, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's, it's a great start for people to go and try the desserts and, you know, just kind of check us out or maybe a sandwich, you know, mm-hmm. maybe who knows. So, um, I think that's, that's what we're trying to bring to Omaha, just a place where you can find, um, a little bit of everything. Uh, in a very well done way, you know. It seems like the menu has very much evolved since you guys opened it. It continues to evolve. So I mentioned, like, well, you just mentioned, it started off, you know, mainly focusing on pastries and desserts. And then, you know, you kind of started to to pivot a little bit and expand into other things. So I mentioned a couple of the breakfast sandwiches. You can also do a short rib breakfast sandwich. They're like, home fries, donut holes, and then for dinner on certain nights of the week, you can get all kinds of different pastas. You can get uh, fried chicken sometimes. You can get chicken wings. Like, there's a lot of different stuff here. Like, most menus, like, specialize in one or two things where you're grabbing all these different things, but you do them all so well. How, How did the menu kind of come together just with all these different things that you're incorporating? That's, um, I mean... How do I say it? it? It's basically natural inspiration, I want to call it, mm-hmm. just because sometimes, you know, we might have ideas for, for dishes, um, but sometimes, you know, Wendy and I, we get off pretty early, I mean, pretty late, and we go grab, for example, chicken wings, uh-huh. and we're eating, just just eating chicken wings, and, you know, I remember this day just eating this chicken wing, and I'm like, man, this chicken wing is still, it's a little dry, but I, I like it. I like chicken wings. And, you know, she's she's eating the chicken wings, and, you know, she's just telling me, well, why don't you do that? You know, I was like, oh, well, why not? Mm-hmm. So, in a way, I think um, we just let the, the inspiration kind of come through in a way, or the inspiration, it's, it's out there sometimes. We might go to the farmer's market or we might go to the to walk around and, you know, we see somebody eating, I don't know, a really good dessert or something. And then mm-hmm. we're like, oh, OK, well, we can probably do this this way, probably do that this way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we just kind of get inspired by, by just seeing, you know, like seeing what people eat or seeing what people like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's it, it it's like I said, it's just natural inspiration. Um I don't know what to say. I mean, it's 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 good. It's good inspiration. I love that. I, <laughs> I I just think that that's so cool that you can just 
you know, you can just be out doing whatever. And all of a sudden, just the creativity that chefs have, that they can just be eating something and it sparks it in their mind. And immediately the gears start turning. They're just like, oh, well, what if, what if I incorporated this flavor? What if, you know, what if I change this cooking technique just a little bit, you know, could that make it better? And then you play with it. And then, ah, I I mean, that's, that's really what's all about. I mean, to be honest, I mean, that's kind of, whenever I used to work in restaurants, it's like, okay, okay, so what, goes well together or how would you like this item cooked you know or basically what is your favorite way to eat carrots what Mm -hmm. is your favorite way to eat i don't know maybe chicken or lamb or something and so basically a good way to you know like to that a a chef has you know like a a a good um what do i say i don't want to call it a tool but a good resource that a chef has is his team you know because basically you just ask around you know like oh so what do you like to eat you know Mm -hmm. and then you just kind of you know depends you know like oh somebody goes like oh i like livers you know well you don't like livers but you know you just think about a way how to make it tasty you know Mm -hmm. um and stuff like that that's that's something that it made me fall in love with cooking i guess uh-huh. just because it's it's so much to to taste there's so much to smell there's so much to to touch and you know like just to to experiment with all those ingredients you know it's it, it it's amazing how something can taste different if it's cooked one way mm-hmm. or another way mm-hmm. you know so it's 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 just i i just have fun with it you know it's mm-hmm. hard to call it a job because definitely i just go over there and you know, I have fun doing what I do. You clearly have fun with the breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. Because there are a lot of breakfast sandwiches around Omaha, and I've eaten a lot of them. I'm a huge fan of breakfast sandwiches. Nowhere in all my travels, in all my eating around Omaha, have I seen a breakfast sandwich with meatballs on them. Yeah. (laughs) And I never would have thought to mix, oh, Italian and eggs. I mean, other than like a carbonara, but like, you know, scrambled eggs and a meatball. That does on the on the surface like that doesn't compute. But when I saw it, I was so intrigued. And then immediately when I bit into it, I was just like this is my new favorite. This just works. Yeah. How do you come up with something like that where it's like. I mean, that is foreign. That's out there, man. I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I love meatballs. I They're tremendous. You know, and that's the thing. You know, it's like, I love meatballs and spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Although Italians didn't really they do that. Do, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they don't. They don't. They, they just look at you weird. <laughs> you know, uh, in a way, I love, you know, meatballs. And so that just kind of came, you know, like... We were gonna do a spaghetti meatballs, I remember. So mm-hmm. I made the meatballs and at the at the same time I didn't really had, you know, like chosen the noodles that I was gonna do for that specific, you know, dish. So, you know, in a way Wendy goes like, Well, why don't you just put it in a sandwich? And I was like, No, 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 no and, and then I mean, something in my head I was just like Okay, you know, I love the, the English muffin. I like the meatball. Okay, I think this could work. Uh-huh. And so then I tried it with an egg and you know, it was it was good. It's delicious. It, it was it's just good. Yeah. So you know, we're like, okay, you know, like that, you know, let's see, let's put it out there and let's see people if people like it, it stays. I remember the first day it was just like the only sandwich that we would probably sell. And so we're like, okay, well, that's, you know, that's a keeper. It stays. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how we, you know, sometimes put dishes on the menu just by 
trying them mm -hmm. and you know letting people actually let us know tell us you know like if we buy more chicken parmesan than pesto or if we buy you know more macaroni and cheese than uh, bolognese or something although the bolognese i think it's i love the bolognese it's my favorite it's yeah. i mean i i love it i don't know what it is i just love it it makes me feel warm in my heart it's good you know but no man i mean it's um it, it's it's a way um how do we how do we get creative just by tasting and just by you know experimenting mm -hmm. Speaking of keepers, we were talking off the mics before we got on here, and you told me how hot the chicken parmesan is right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you said this is a menu item that you introduced probably within the last three or four weeks. Maybe it's even been sooner than that. Yeah. But you said the other day it felt like you were selling so many, it felt like you were a chicken parmesan restaurant. Yeah, it's almost like a parmigeria. Yeah. Did, I mean, did you have any idea when you put it on the menu that it was going to be that popular? Man, to be honest, every every time I put something on the menu, I have no clue how it's going to play out. Because uh -huh. there's been some dishes that I put out there and, you know, it's not it's not that hot. But what I what I like is it's like approach more to like the classics. You know, I that's something that I really experimenting in a way with, you know, a few restaurants that I, I've been, you know, I, I've been work for, you mm -hmm. know, I, I've done work for so many restaurants that it's like, you grab the best thing out of everybody. And it seems that no matter what rustic cooking and just simplicity always wins, mm -hmm. you know, so you're like, okay, well, what's, you know, what's simple enough? Well, you know, like, everybody likes chicken parmesan, everybody you know, likes maybe macaroni and cheese, but I, you know, I have my way to make macaroni and cheese, you know, somebody else has their own way to make macaroni and cheese. So, you know, we just, uh, we were like, okay, well, you know, let's, let's go with chicken parmesan um, because we're still trying to do some sort of like um, a pomodoro, like a tomato and noodle dish yeah. that we didn't really know. So we're like, okay, well, we have now the pomodoro. Let's introduce a chicken. And so I remember that day. I mean, we, we pounded chicken like on the fly just because we, we were pretty short on time. And, you know, I was like, yeah, if, you know, we had, I believe we had almost like 20 to 23 chickens. And then, you know, I remember my body goes like, hey, you know, is is this this enough? I was like, if we sell 25 chicken parmesans, I'm going to be very surprised. Man, once you know, it's like at some point we had 19 on fire. Oh, my God. 19. That's insane. That, like me and Wendy were like looking at each other and we're like, well, we could only fit five on a fryer, you know. So <laughs> it's like, man, you know, um, it's it's good. To, you know, it's a good problem to have. It's good to be in that position. But, you know, um, it's it, I, I wasn't expecting that. I really wasn't expecting that good of a feedback on that. And, um, you know, we, we definitely were definitely trying to look for ways of how we can cook more than two pastas at a time. Uh -huh. Just because, you know, it's it, dinner has been it's been going good. I love it. Um, and I have the most fun in dinner, I will say. Mm -hmm. Just because I love pasta. Yeah. I like cooking it. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's um, 
it's it's in a way it's been it's dinner dinner time has been good so i think the chicken parmesan the way it's going it's it might be a keeper it's it's gonna stay my man what what is that feeling like as a chef when you know you you trot out different recipes you're trying different stuff like you said you're not sure how the public is going to receive it Mm -hmm. and when the response is that like at that level, I mean, there's just, that's got to just be an overwhelming feeling, right? I mean, it's, it feels great, man. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It almost, almost feels like, like winning a prize almost, you mm-hmm. know, because you, you just don't know. Almost like winning the lottery, I guess. You just scratch one number and then, you know, everybody <laughs> loves it and you're like, oh, winner. You Sweet. Know? Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's a good feeling to have. Um, but in, it's it's it requires a certain amount of um you know he, uh how do i say like patience to yeah. actually you know hit that um that dish you know like because you're like experimenting experimenting granted you know chicken parmesan it's it's just chicken parmesan you know many people think they're like oh just you know open a can of tomatoes and you know throw everything together but you know, that is the main difference of what makes an excellent restaurant to a good restaurant. Mm -hmm. Because you have to season it, you have to taste it, you have to make sure that that food goes out the same way that the the first to the last dish went out, you know, so it's it's a lot that goes into cooking, and especially, you know, like classics like that, because people really, people really like it. So if you screw them up, then definitely they're going to be laughing at you because you screw up a chicken parmesan. So, mm-hmm. you know, in a way, you just have to taste it. But, I mean, it feels it feels awesome, like I said. I mean, it's, it's almost like winning the lottery almost every week, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's, it's the best feeling ever, I guess. One of the things that I love about talking to you is it's just so clear after, like, two minutes. You are just so passionate about cooking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're passionate about pasta. You're passionate about creativity. I mean, it's just, it's so fun to, to watch you just like really get into it and get into your zone. How did you get into cooking? Is this just, was it always something that you really gravitated towards or did that love develop over time? Mm, I mean, that I wasn't really sure was, what was I going to do with my life when I was 18 years old? You know, I, um, one of my friends invited me over here into Nebraska, and so I came. And my first my first cooking job or my first kitchen job was being a dishwasher mm-hmm. in old Chicago. Out of all the places, <laughs> oh my gosh! Just <laughs> washing those pizza pans. It's it's like you finish with your hands so like damaged, you know, just because you're grabbing a scrubby, like the steel fiber and everything. And sometimes you don't want to wear gloves because it feels funny when water goes inside of it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, man, you know, like, what do I do? So, um, but definitely the first, the first year that I experimented that kind of job, I was like, I definitely need to look for something else because it's, it's so much work. It's like, you know, you're all day on your feet. You're you mm-hmm. have to carry heavy stuff, and so you know you're like, man, you know, like I, I'm gonna find some something else. And then, you know, you're applying for some other jobs, but then, you know, you're like, okay, I'm just gonna give it a cooking a try, another try. I'm just gonna give it another try. Mm-hmm. And so, 
in a way you you just develop more skill you become more skillful in what you do and then you see that you're earning a little more money here a little more money there and you know you're like okay you know like this is this is good you know like i i know what i'm doing i know what i'm supposed to be doing and you know i'm earning cash at the same time so um it wasn't until i started watching almost documentaries like cooking documentaries mm -hmm. and um you know i remember one time I, i was like oh you know like they they only they talk about having the passion just the passion okay well let's see how my passion takes me you know like where how how far my passion takes me so i go to walmart i buy i remember mushroom lentils peppers mint all like just a bunch of random ingredients and i think i put it all all in a pot put them all in a pot and then i just you know turned it the heat up and it burned on the bottom but i mean that that was my first dish it was just lentils it was a combination of lentils peppers rice mushrooms uh -huh. so i mean basically i was like pretty discouraged after that but then you know you you go into work and um actually the the first restaurant that i took you know stuff seriously was boiler room when i started mm -hmm. working mm -hmm. over there kind of like everything made sense to me almost everything that i watch in the documentaries make sense and click in you just feel that you are actually doing something that it it means more than food it means something else and that i guess that journey took me to you know basically keep working under you know under other chefs keep working in the kitchen just because what is this feeling what is this this that makes me feel good whenever i'm over here cooking whenever i'm over here you know under fire sweating you know getting screamed getting yelled at but it feels good so you know it it's it starts it starts from there some something you have to almost have like a masochist um personality uh -huh. to like all this because i mean being all day on your feet you know then working you have to you know go up the stairs go down the stairs you have to lift stuff up it's almost like a workout you know mm -hmm. like you're oh, yeah. like it's a very know. physical job yeah exactly so you know um in a way you just whenever you you taste a dish that you never tasted before and then you're like what is this like whoa you feel the floor tremble you know you're like whoa man like where's mike tyson you know what just hit me <laughs> yeah. and so you you just go down the rabbit hole you just you're like that's the first experience that takes you to just pursue your career and just keep keep you know loving cooking basically you just you know man what was that you know i want that i want that again and so that pursuit takes you to you know do crazy stuff for food so do you remember the first time you had that like room rocking feeling after you tasted something do you remember what that I, item was i do remember that what was it i do remember that um so at the time um i went to colorado to do a stash at this restaurant called frasca mm -hmm. and they um they you know you they basically feed you you know they let you taste everything and so one of the dishes that i tasted was this uh stinging nettle tagliatelle with pickle anchovies and i think dill i want to say and you know it was only three ingredients and mm -hmm. you know they go like here you go 
And so the first thing I noticed, I was like, this plate is super shiny, you know, like the plate just, it's super shiny. You're like, oh my gosh. Okay, so then you taste the pasta. And that, my friend, was just a moment that I, I still gonna remember and I won't forget ever because it was just like, what was that? Mm-hmm. Like, are you sure this is only three ingredients? And they're like, yeah, I mean, you know, besides the salt, besides the, the yeah. pasta water, yeah, I mean, it's only three. And I'm, I was just like, I need to learn how to make this. Like, the texture of that pasta, the mouthfeel of that pasta, let alone the flavor of that pasta was just like, oh my gosh, like, I need to learn how to make this. So that was it for me. That was like, you know, the turning point for me to to keep striving to learn how to make pasta, to to keep how to to learn how to make that that texture in your mouth. And I don't know, I just something that it made me make me just fall in love of it, I guess. Yeah. Wow. That yeah, that's that's such a cool story. I, I mean, it's it if you think about it, it's like, you know, I'm pretty sure you found, you know, like some dishes that oh, broke yeah. your world. You oh, know? Yeah. So exactly, you know, like it, it kind of makes you want to be a chef probably, you know, like it kind of makes you want to be like, man, you know, like I want to taste more. What's what's out there? You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to see it. I want to chew it. So it's um, food just brings, you know, like brings the best out of people. I want to say, you know, like because um you, you know, I, I feel good by feeding people mm-hmm. and I wouldn't, I wouldn't never say no to somebody that is hungry, you know, like, and it's like, you know, here you go, you know, like eat by feeding that person. It's, it's completely different. The, the feeling that you get whenever you score a dish that everybody likes, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's like, here you go. Having that personal interaction of you giving him the dish, you know, and it's, it's something that is very special. I don't know how to say it. Very special. That feeling that you talk about right there is exactly why I love going to different restaurants and doing this podcast and everything. Now, I do not have the ability to cook. I am I, I can I'm okay in the kitchen, but I'm not very good. I'm not very skilled, and I know I'm at thirty too old at this. I'm not too old, but I, I would be getting to into the industry very old. Young. But this is my way of doing that. Is I want to help people find their best meal. So I'm like, okay, I got to go try all these different places. And when I find something I really like, I say, hey, guys, get out of Chili's, get out of Olive Garden Mm -hmm. and go to these awesome local spots. They are doing it better. It's probably less expensive. And you're supporting someone who, you know, they've put their heart and soul and their life Mm -hmm. into this. Yeah. No, I mean, it's um, definitely having the the support of your community really helps, mm -hmm. you know, um definitely i feel that omaha is growing a lot with this uh locally owned restaurants mm-hmm. you know and um definitely i feel that people should give him a try a little more because yeah we're we like you know uh to splurge maybe a little olive garden you know like you mm-hmm. you, you get past I, I mean I used to be a fool for Olive Garden soup yeah. and breadsticks. Yes, that was unlimited. Like, man, I was just like hooked with that. There uh-huh. was a, well, there was a, a time that I I didn't get anything else but that. But you know, um, people 
I feel that they they need to taste a little more of what's in in Omaha in their own city mm-hmm. in their probably in their backyard, you mm-hmm. know, because we are so used to you know going to some places that you know we really don't don't really think about you know other places to try. So you know, I I really think you know I encourage everybody to go out there and you know support your your local restaurant and you know just definitely give Omaha a try because. So many interesting things are, you know, happening in this city that, you know, I, to me, it, I want to have time to, to, you know, just go out there and just keep eating. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, definitely um, Omaha is growing and I think there's going to be plenty of restaurants opening that are going to be super interesting. Yeah. And to be clear, I don't want to like come across as throwing shade at Olive Garden or any other chains. Like I know that those restaurants are important too. They give a lot of people jobs and they are an important part of the economy. I just want to encourage people to, especially if you're kind of in like a restaurant rut, get out and try different things like, like a WD cravings. It just popped up out of nowhere. It just randomly it's on my Instagram and now I'm like in love with it. So anyway, I need to get back to the story here because we're, we're going down the road to get to (laughs) WD cravings. We need to hit on how you and Wendy meet Oh. Because you've told me this story and it is phenomenal. How did you? How and where did you guys meet? Um, well, it was um, in New York City. Actually, uh, I was working at a one Michelin star restaurant at the time, and Wendy was working at that restaurant, but was also making desserts for their sister restaurant, which was a more casual approach. So, anyhow. Uh, we weren't allowed to talk in that restaurant, and um, for this, Wendy and I, we we had known each other. Um, it, it was a, almost like a very clumsy first time meet because yeah. we hated each other. I don't know, we, <laughs> we hated our guts, um, but you know, slowly but surely, we we started talking, and you know, I um I always thought she was she was super cute, so uh, I I started talking and. Um, basically one time we, all the chefs are down there in the kitchen cooking and whatnot. And, you know, we weren't allowed to talk. So there was silence. And so apparently the only one that was allowed to talk was Wendy mm-hmm. because she goes, you know, she went down there and everybody, she, she goes like, Oh, hi guys. Everybody goes like, Oh, hi Wendy, you know? And so I'm like, man, you know, like, you know, it's, it's just, just such a great spark of energy, you know, like, and so. I remember she, um, uh, I was doing quail eggs and I was separating the yolks out of the quail eggs and then putting them back into the shells without breaking them. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of complaining a little bit. I was like, man, you know, these, these yolks are so fragile. And so she kind of like looks at me and just smirks at me. And, you know, she tells me this uh, Spanish phrase that is, we, we normally use it for, you know, like, oh, if you're complaining, why do you come to America, mm-hmm. you know? And so basically that's what she told me. And uh, I wasn't expecting it from her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was expecting it even from the chef that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't um, uh, Latin American. He mm-hmm. was, you know, he was white. So I was like, man, did you, did you just really say that to me? And she just like looks at me with this face and I start laughing. I just started laughing uncontrollably. It went to my knees. Everybody starts looking at me and Wendy just is trying to get the, the cookie bowl out of her place. <laughs> and, 
And uh, everybody's just like looking at us like crazy because we're, I'm laughing and then Wendy's turning red. And so that's kind of when I, when I, I was like, man, nobody has ever made me laugh like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, um, it was a, a, a beautiful relationship. I mean, it's a beautiful relationship. It was just beautiful times over there when we were in New York City. Granted, I mean, I wouldn't live in New York City again uh-huh. just because it's, I already had my fair share. Uh, but no, I mean, it's, uh, it was, it was something that I wasn't expecting to meet somebody like that. But so clearly when you guys first started working together, there were not any signs that down the road, you would be owning a restaurant in Omaha, (laughs) Nebraska of all places together. When did that relationship start to really turn and an idea like that kind of came into your head? Well, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's interesting because I mean, after, after we, we met in New York city, you know, like I I had to leave, uh, to Florida and then I I came back and then, you know, it's, there was a lot of time that happened or passed since the last time that we saw each other when we were in New York. Um, when I was in Via Farina, um, I was needing some ice cream recipe. I was trying to make my own ice cream, but man, it, it was just, it, it seems that I was ending up with flan or creme brulee, yeah. you know, instead of ice cream. So basically I, um, I was just like, man, you know, like, uh, you know, who do I know that, you know, that has a good ice cream recipe. And so I remember you know, well, Wendy does, and then I kind of, I kind of thought, would she like, you know, would she still talk to me or something? So, I, I didn't care. I just sent her a message about ice cream, which is the most random thing uh-huh. that you can ever do. And so, you know, I sent her a text message, and so she, she replied back, and you know, we started kind of talking each other, talking about food again, and so. After that, um, you know, I basically, you know, like we kind of reconnect. I went over there um, and then we came back over here. And so one day we went to the farmer's market, to the Oxarvance farmer's market. So wait, real quick. How did you end up in Omaha? Oh, because you were here originally? Is that why? Yeah. Okay. 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 Sorry. No, no, you're fine. So I was, well, just to recap real quick. I, I used to live in Omaha. Yes. Well, I've been living in Omaha for probably almost what 15 years now almost uh-huh. and so basically off and on i will go do you know like i will go work at texas or i will yes. go to new york city and so basically in one of those trips i came back and then we kind of reconnect and then i went over there and then i took her back with me <laughs> okay and so okay uh, so now we're at the farmers market yes yes so the farmers market um we were there and so she she saw you know she she's never been to a farmers market like like Omaha because she used to walk to the farmers market in New York City, but she didn't really perceive it as a farmers market just because everybody has you know out there they sell their fruits outside they sell you know stuff outside so mm-hmm. she thought it was a market so anyway she was like oh you know like this is something so cool you know like something so so very cool and so. At the time, I remember she was selling some birthday cakes. Um, there was two people that had asked her for birthday cakes. And so she she was like, oh, man, you know, like, I wonder if I can probably do my pastries over here. Or 
like my my cakes over here and you know we were like okay you know like that that was a little seed that just got planted in our brains and so we're like okay so what do we need to do to get there so we did our research and everything and you know we got our permits the first day we went there it was raining it was pouring but we didn't care everything sold out and you know we we were like wow okay you know like let's let's keep doing this you know so we we were doing farmers market for like two years and then um people kept asking us hey are you guys gonna open a storefront and whatnot and we're like no not yet not quite yet so we're like okay what do we need to open a storefront and so um definitely we started looking for places and whatnot um and so it was it was such a such a long road because um you know first it's like well you know like how am i gonna you know like what is the first step where do i start to you know like get all this you know like is my money is gonna be enough so um luckily i mean I, I we were looking at places but then one time uh I was talking to my buddy Benjamin you know he goes like hey man you know like I I might know a, a guy that you know is willing to rent you rent you guys a place and so we're like okay you know let's go check it out and so we went there we we met these awesome people uh they let us you know like let us into the space and you know we're like hooked right there because the space it was dusty but there there was so much potential to it. I mm-hmm. love that it had a drive through. Mm-hmm. I love that, that that it had the nice patio out there, you know. I was like, okay. You know, so basically I mean, we were just negotiating for like almost 6 months and I mean, after that we we really, you know, like made it happen. The the landlords liked it and I liked everything that we were doing, so you know, we decided to give it a try. And so that's how, you know, basically WD Cravings kind of came up, you know. Um, of course, WD Cravings, it's it's something that has evolved and still evolving, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but, you know, we, we have that essence, that essence that, you know, we have since the farmer's market, which mm-hmm. is, you know, us, which is desserts, which is, you know, good vibes, good times, and, you know, good food, definitely. Mm-hmm. So now I, I there's a lot of bakeries and pastry shops and things like that around Omaha. And there, there are a lot of great ones. I, I have a lot that I'm a big fan of. I just I think WD Cravings, the things that you guys offer are just so different. Like there aren't a lot of places in Omaha where you can get a Trace Leches cake or you can get a legit chocolate mousse or you can get panna cotta or the that chocolate wine cake that you guys make is just like something out of this world. It's so good. And they're all like these little individually sized, just beautiful works of art. In your words, what makes uh, WD Cravings a little bit different for people who are looking for dessert in Omaha? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do I say they don't have a Wendy? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't That's know. That's what how makes to, it different. They yeah, don't have Wendy. I, mean, yeah. I don't know how do I say it. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I got to tell you that, you know, the passion that Wendy has for her craft, for her job, how everything, you know, looks and tastes, you know, it's, 
I think I don't have that, you know, mm -hmm. it's something that it's unique on her. It's something that is, it's dedication uh, from her, you know, like, so I feel that us, you know, I guess we, we care, we, we like, you know, what we put out on the window before it hits the table and before somebody else eats it, you mm -hmm. know, just because whenever I go to a restaurant, if I'm hungry, I don't want to get, you know, like something that is, that is going to be like, okay, you know, like. You don't want sustenance. You want a good meal. Exactly. You want to be thrilled. I want to be something like, man, I want to go back to this place again. Mm -hmm. I just want, you know, I want to have a good time over here, you know, with my lady. And definitely I want to go back to this place. So it's something that's, that's what I will say. You know, like it's, it's, it's Wendy, Wendy, it's, she makes sure that, you know, like, the girls, if they're helping her, they're doing a good job. They're doing a great job. And so, you know, for somebody like that to have, you know, that kind of discipline, that kind of dedication, I think, you know, it, it just makes a place unique and better just mm -hmm. because, you know, it's, it's she's a unique person. She's just a unique chef that, you know, I don't know how to describe her, but, you know, just pure, pure heart and pure awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys opened your doors, I believe, on March 8th, mm -hmm. which I think things started to shut down in or at least restrictions started to come down as far as coronavirus goes right. within that week. Yeah. yeah. You're talking about something here. You guys moved to Omaha. You've been, you know, working on this restaurant concept for years and years. You finally get it open. It's like everything is running. And then this hits. I mean, what... What was you talked earlier about, like, you know, that feeling of getting hit by Mike Tyson. This had to be that times like 10, right? And this was probably Conor McGregor. I mean, yeah, <laughs> man. I mean, this is this was something that we weren't expecting it just because how many times does the whole entire world closes? You mm -hmm. know? Um, something that we at least weren't expecting it because we worked all our lives in restaurants, but never something like this, you know? Mm -hmm. So at, at the time we had, you know, two guys kind of helping us and um, one of them was calling. So definitely we, we were like, well, you know, sorry guys. I mean, it's, there's not enough hours. Yeah. There's not enough business over here. So you kind of feel bad because you're like, man, these people are depending on me. You know, like these mm -hmm. people are, are expecting you know, like to pay their rent, to pay, you know, their food. And as a person, you just feel awful. As a mm -hmm. person, you just feel like, man, you know, like I might as well, you know, like shut it all down. And, you know, like I just don't want it. I don't, I don't really feel like it because it's, it's something that you're like, man, you know, like you waited so much for this and then something like this happens. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, I, um, I really, really like inspire to inspire myself with others that hasn't that they don't have the same opportunity as I had or from others that basically had it worse than I did mm -hmm. um I remember there is this um this book and in this book there's uh, the biography of Charlie Munger you know uh, Charlie Munger is Warren Buffett um you know partner mm -hmm. So, you know, in one of, one of his books, you know, like 
he basically, you know, loses his wife. He loses, you know, his residence in California. He loses an eye as well. So, you know, he didn't give up. And now he's, um, you know, billionaire. And when he lost it all at that time. So what he didn't do in that moment, he didn't roll up and cry. Mm-hmm. He just basically figured, figured everything out and, you know, start from there and took it, took it all, you know, like the sky's the limit, basically. But we were like, okay, we can't roll up in a bowl and, and cry. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do something. Let's let's try to like do something. And that's how the uh, breakfast sandwiches came up. Mm-hmm. And that's how like the the dinner came up because mm-hmm. we're like, okay, you know, like what do we need to to let people know that we're here? And so that's how definitely we took it. We we were like, okay, it's another challenge. You know, let's let's take on the challenge. What is the challenge in serving food? without having people in your restaurant. Uh-huh. So, you know, it was a very hard challenge, but, you know, you just got to get creative. And, you know, thank God. I mean, I, I, I was really praying every, every night just because it's so overwhelming. You, it, you're, it's out of your control, you know. But luckily, I mean, people like, you know, Stacy Winters and Omaha Food Lovers, you know, they started... You know, people like you, you started, you know, posting us on Omaha Food Lovers. And then, uh-huh. you know, everything went, you know, like, not downhill, but uphill from yeah, there. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, it's it's been a, a roller coaster ride, but we're doing it. And, you know, thank for the community, thank for the people that are supporting us. Because, I mean, without them, we wouldn't even be here. Mm-hmm. Without them, we wouldn't even last, you know, two months or maybe mm-hmm. three months. So, you know, I think definitely we we love this community. We really like to be in Omaha in this community just because I feel that the love that this community feels for each other, it's no other like other community. Yeah, so it's, it's a special thing. Yeah, I mean, it touches you. You're like, wow. I mean, especially when you see it with your business, you know. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I think another reason that you guys were able to not only survive, but really thrive your way through this is your social media game. Yeah. Because (laughs) there are a lot of restaurants that have really like stepped up on Instagram and Facebook during, during this time of pandemic, you guys brought it from day one. And it's just, it's so enticing a just to the desserts themselves are so beautiful. They're like I said earlier, they're like works of art. So you immediately see one of those and you're just like, Oh my gosh, what's that? Right. But then, you know, you're you're taking videos of yourself like cutting pasta and putting it to music and like, you know, you're opening up the the smoker that's got the chicken wings in it and the smoke is blasting the camera and like just what was your social media strategy going into this and just what makes it so successful? Um, I mean, I I love making videos. Yeah. I, I just love having fun, um, you know, filming stuff. Um, one of the weird things that I uh, that I love and like is actually filming bugs. Um, really? Yeah, like spiders, even though I'm scared of spiders. Uh-huh. I love, you know, just filming stuff like that just because, you know, people don't really see it from close up. Right. Anyway, but going back to the restaurant, um, you know, I just think that 
for people not to see what we do from the moment we do it, they're missing about 70% of everything that, that they're, you know, exper experiencing in the restaurant, mm -hmm. you know, just because, you know, they probably, you know, people normally go to a restaurant, order a dish and they're like, oh, okay, you know, like it's, you know, smoked chicken wings or it's pasta. Okay. Well, you eat it, but you don't really taste the amount of time that the other person actually, you know, took to roll the pasta or like mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the brine that goes into the, the chicken wings before smoking them, you know, it's like, you know, people are really missing out on some things that, you know, their favorite restaurant is doing. So, and I told Wendy, your desserts are just amazing. Like, and she hates, she, oh my gosh, she, she hates when I'm, I'm filming her. Uh -huh. She's, she's very, very shy. So. She's like, you know, like you, you're all day with the, with the telephone, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, just, shh, shh, you yeah. know, just keep doing what you're doing. And I'm so, not here. Don't yeah, exactly. Just ignore me. So that's why I always put music on my, on my videos. She's oh, always, okay. always giving me stuff, but no, I mean, um, it's, um, it's something that I, uh, I just like, you know, to show people, um, the kitchen world, the, the, the stuff that, you know, the day to day, day by day, we, you know, what we do. Um, and how we do it, um, and why does the food taste the, the way it tastes? We show you how it tastes. We show you the things that that, that we're doing. Just because, you know, we want us, we want you to know that we're serving real food. We're serving you a quality stuff. You know, um, we're not just putting stuff together in a in a pan and whatnot. You know. Mm -hmm. Although I mean, for pasta, it is it is kind of like that because I love pasta. That's why because you can put whatever whatever with pasta and it will work. Uh -huh. But no, I mean it's um, it's it's some some you know those things that um, really make the the videos and you know the social media uh, different. Just because I I want people to know that we're doing, you know, things from scratch, that we're doing things um, not just because we, you know, we, we, we have a place just because we're a restaurant. No, we want to feed you good food mm -hmm. and this is how we do it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I, I'm glad that, you know, everybody likes it. I'm glad that you like it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, it's, I love I love making videos and as, as, as soon as I can, I probably going to make an, a nice video for us just well for Wendy mainly. Yeah. She's, she's just, the, you know, a master doing, doing her desserts. It's, it's awesome. Just from a personal standpoint, I'm, I'm someone who's always liked pasta, like even just, you know, out of the box, you know, a dollar from the grocery store, you just toss it in boiling water for 12 minutes. And I love that. I can just eat that. No sauce, maybe just, you know, a little salt and pepper, maybe yeah. some garlic. And then I really probably over the past eight months have really gotten into the fresh hand cut pasta at a Dante, at a Via Farina, at a WD Cravings. And it's just completely opened my eyes. And I pasta might be my favorite food right now, which I would not have said even a year ago. So like when you're putting out these videos where you're showing yourself putting the pasta through the sheeter, and then you're folding it a certain way and cutting it. And then that goes into the pan. Like, 
just the learning that comes from that for me, at least as a diner is just so cool. And I think that there's a real value to that. And not only it's so much to what you just said, not only are you showing people delicious food, because someone can see a picture of an amazing dessert and be like, that makes me hungry. I want to eat that. Right. But there's also something to peeling back the curtain and seeing the process and just being like, holy cow, they're not just dumping you know, a box of pasta into water. This is how it's really made. That's fascinating. I have to taste what that's like and how that's different from how I make it. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, what we're trying to, you know, let people know that, you know, we're, we're going to give you something different, something else than just your normal um, spaghetti that you buy at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're we're giving you something that has been done for years and years. And, you know, like, it's been basically a staple in in Italy, you know. It's been a staple in, in New York, you know. And here's, here's what we do with it. Here's what, what our approach with it is. And, you know, just... Now I understand why, you know, the the nonas in Italy are so, you know, so revered. Revered, exactly. Yes. Because of all those hours of rolling pasta. You know, oh. oh my gosh. It's like, you know, right now I have to go back to a restaurant and roll pasta. So it's um it's it's something that is it, it's it's almost like at your sand zone, almost like you're just relaxing yourself. But at the same time, you're you're just feeling this pasta. You're feeling the texture. You're you're like feeling so good inside that you're like, man, I can't wait for somebody to have this. And then the first order rolls in, and then you throw it into the water. You're like so happy, and you put it onto the plate, and then you see the first bite. And when they're like, they take that first breath, and you know, you're like, yes. And, you know, that that completely makes your whole entire day. Your day is done. I mean, you're you're like the happiest person. Once you see that, you're like, this is why I do what I do. I don't care about the money. That's what I do, what I do. And it's so satisfying. Those last 30 seconds right there, that like defines to me why WD Cravings is so successful. Because you were like closing your eyes and waving your hand. Like you are so passionate about this. It's clear why you guys are a success because you just care about it so, so much. And that's amazing. I mean, uh, we just like to give quality stuff. We like to give other people what we like to get, I mm-hmm. guess, you know. And um, in a way, we love to treat people the way we like to be treated. We like to invite people the way how we like to be, how how we like to how we like to be invited, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's um it's it's very human it's a human relationship that you build with other people because you're not just selling, you're not just giving them food. You know, you have to talk to them, you have to deal with them, you have to also make them feel good once they're there and you know make them feel good when they're eating your food. So it it goes much more beyond just you know, the food and eating. So, I mean, it's it's something that we just, we just like. We enjoy it, you know. Every day we wake up super early. You know, we go to bed pretty late, but it's worth it. Every day is worth it. And we'll do it again. 
million times. That's amazing. Well, thank you for, you know, that, that hard work because it, I mean, it definitely shows in the food. I think anyone who goes to WD Cravings, you take one bite of whether it's a trace leches cake or a meatball breakfast sandwich or that chicken Parmesan, you can tell this is not, this is not something like you've had before. And that's, that's a very good thing. Um, Piero, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. I want to thank you for not filing a restraining order against me that first week when I was showing up so often so I can keep coming back. I'm not going to lie. I told Wendy, if this guy shows up again, I'm calling the, po- the police, calling the cops. Yeah. Well, thankfully, I, I held off or I disguised myself maybe well enough one time. Right, but yeah. yeah. Maybe you got a, a haircut. That's why I didn't recognize you. Maybe that's it. I'm pretty hard to hide. I'm super tall and super skinny, so I stick out a little bit. I know. Oh, you look, I, the first time, that I, I I like look at your picture you're like you look shorter and then um I remember like when I when I met you you know like you stood up and you're like man like, this <laughs> guy's pretty tall like I thought you were a basketball player or something like that I used to be not a very good one but hey, so instead I just eat I don't play hoops anymore I just eat well there you go that's your another chance to get better at you know eating than playing basketball I, guess. I think I'm already there but hey. anyway Piero, thank you so much for your time. I got to let you go roll some more pasta, make some more people happy. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Dan. I mean, it's a pleasure, always a blast, and always nice to talk to you, my man. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> and Omaha, thanks for eating with us. A Parkville Media Production.